0: It takes thousands of hours in the gym to really get good at something as far as your craft. And of course, nutrition is just so important. You can train until you're blue in the face, but if your nutrition's off, you're not going to see the results that you want to get. A
1: huge problem with relationships is people just don't
0: Relationships are not hard. It's the people involved that make it hard.
1: Everything requires effort, or at least the amount of effort you put into something, I think, directly correlates with what you get back from it. A lot of metabolic adaptations happen when you're dieting. Your hunger hormones change, other hormones in your body change, and stuff like that. And so you have to be mindful of
2: it. We are live, baby. I got the parries back. hey. Hey. You guys are the first ones to come back on a second show. How's okay. it feel? Feels good. All right. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. for having us again. Yep. Yeah, we're starting right on time, an hour and a half late. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Whoops. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, uh, I wanted you guys back on one. You guys are great people. I think that now more than ever, some things that we can talk about is going to be extremely relevant in the health, the wellness space, relationships, some crazy stuff going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are just easygoing people. Like the first time I met you to now, you get you get what you see. Absolutely, so I respect that about you guys and appreciate it. Excited for you guys to be back on here. Yeah, we're excited, man. And you guys dress house. nice too. You got the nice nice kicks on. Yeah, you know, I got some shoes, man. Always yep. looking fresh.
1: He keeps my shoe game pretty nice. Oh, your
2: shoe game's
0: on
1: point. <laughs> Go. Yeah. All because of him.
0: Shoe game's not bad.
2: So what's new from the show that we had before to now? What do you guys mm. got going on? The coaching business has definitely picked up big yes. time. Yeah. Um,
0: so we uh, teamed up with a BA Bear Aesthetics and uh, what's, what's wild is that we've never done like collabs or, you know, stuff like that with other, other folks. We've always kind of done our own thing. Um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun daily,
2: you know. Um, and that's for the, for the, for context, that's the health and wellness coaching. So you guys are coaching people mm-hmm. that lifestyle changes. Uh, you're coaching people for bodybuilding. Yeah. A lot of athletes. Um, yeah. Shout out to Dylan. That's B.A. Yeah. BA Aesthetics. Yeah. BA Aesthetics. Yep. Aesthetics, yeah, yeah. aesthetics, baby.
1: Yep, yeah. We have a good mix of clientele. We've got, you know, some bodybuilders competing. Um, We've got some lifestyle clients. We've got people in the corporate realm just looking to Mm. live a healthier lifestyle. Um, So we, we, you know, try to help whoever and anyone we can. Um, It's definitely been a learning process, that's for sure. But you know, a, a nice challenge as always, we like to be challenged. Yeah,
2: so. absolutely. So as you guys have ramped up clientele, um, you're you're prepping, you're three and a half weeks out, if you couldn't tell based on the thighs there. Yeah, <laughs> Zo- Olympia, Zoom in man. on that one. Yeah. Uh, you're getting prepped for the Olympia second go around. Yes. Uh, you're kind of in the off season right now. You've taken this year to, you know, get things back in, back in order. Yeah. But who do you guys not work with? Because I think in the health space, what I've recognized in business and life is, uh, if you are uh, starting or scaling a business, most of the time it's in the health space, the wealth space mm-hmm. and or the mindset uh, and time space, saving yeah. people time, saving people mindset stuff. Uh, sure, we can go into different categories, but ultimately it's usually in those those categories most of the time. So as you guys have brought in more clientele, as you guys have been doing this for years, uh, you guys are a prototype of of your services, who do you guys not work with?
0: I would say, I mean, to answer that question fairly. I would say, I don't think it's really a thing of not work with, but you kind of look for red flags. Um, for example, like maybe potential eating disorders. That I'd probably be the, that's the number one that comes to mind for me because if you got someone with a di- an eating disorder. I mean, I, I'm not, that's not my lane, so I don't think I'd be the right one to what are some,
2: that. What are some red flags with eating disorders?
0: Well, one, um, I would say that let's just say you you know, you structure someone's macros, right? And you first couple of weeks are just not hitting anything. Mm-hmm. Like just so some, a lot of folks are just scared to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. So
1: yeah, there's a big fear surrounding food and yeah. eating food. And I don't I don't necessarily wanna wanna say that, you know, people with eating disorders are a red flag to me. Um I, I know we talked about this the last time we were on the, on the podcast. You know, I have personal experience with that. I'm more than happy to work with people who have those same issues um, and, and help them in any way that I can. It's just some people, that that area is so far gone that they need more help than what we can provide. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not hard. so much that we don't want to work with
2: them, but we
1: want to make sure they're getting the help that they need.
2: Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're for doing sure. them a disservice, right? right. And yep. that's probably what you discovered. You're like week four or five, they're paying you money. Um, and it's right. like, yo, know, you got trauma around food and I personally can't and, or just personally don't want to help. Not that you don't want to help them sure. with it. It's just not my time and place. Yeah. Sure. Not my uh, yeah, Kind of same for me in the business realm, right? Like I was talking mm-hmm. offline with you guys. I do coach consulting. And if somebody has never read a book, they've never done any type of personal development. Uh, they love their job and they don't want to make more money, keep more of their money, invest more of their money. They don't want to network like they're just content. Mm -hmm. It's borderline impossible for me to convince them that I can help them and, or my community can help them. Whereas somebody that's like, yo, Tyler, I got a business that's doing six figures. I want to grow to seven figures. I want to go from seven to eight figures. I've done that. Right. So, Hey, uh, you should focus maybe on XYZ, or you told me that's your pain point. You told me that's what you want. Personally, I've done this and that's helped. And or hundreds of clients, thousands of clients I've coached. Here's a proven track record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think taking that approach of like, mm, there's some red flags versus somebody that might have done one or two shows. Right. Correct. Correct. You yeah. guys have the credibility, like, yeah. oh, we can tweak this and this. Exactly. Hold you accountable, bring you into a community take you to another level yeah
0: Yeah. because there's the one thing cool about the about being part of ba there's a you got tons of support man we all support Mm -hmm. each other man so Mm -hmm. um it's just a matter of just finding the right person has a good mind positive mindset Mm -hmm. and is willing to just do the the work because um Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily hard you just have to just have discipline to do the work and follow the plan so we don't we don't overcomplicate things and keep it simple
1: yeah, that, that's what I was going to say, because I love your question. Who, who do we not want to work with? Because that's usually not what people want to know. They want to know who we want to work with. But ultimately, we want to work with anyone that is willing to put the work in. And that's it. So if you're not willing to put any sort of work in, if you're not willing to take some sort of constructive criticism or at least be able to take a step back and look at your own faults and see where you could improve, then it's probably not going to be a good fit.
2: What are what are some of the uh, most common things that you see from your clients or even coaches? Well, what what are the most common things that you guys see when somebody has done maybe one or two bodybuilding shows that they don't recognize and or that you guys are like immediately start with? They're under eating, they're not training correctly, uh, they're not getting enough sleep, not getting enough like what are Like Tyler. 99% of the time, these three things are why people are not elite at bodybuilding or elite at health and wellness.
0: You want to tackle that one?
2: I'll, I'll start it. Okay,
0: I,
1: <laughs>
0: I think it's more than
1: three. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot there's, to it. Yeah, I think first and foremost, the biggest thing that sets apart the elite from the rest is consistency. Absolutely. And they're willing to get back up. They're willing to take a loss and, and jump back up and get right back on the plan and, and get back to what they were doing and, and work towards the end goal. Um, Cause most people, even competitors, like people, like you are saying, people that have done one or two shows, um, you know, they do that show, they prep, maybe they look great. And then after that, what happens? Maybe they gain 30, 40 pounds, you know, they just kind of fall off and then they fall into this, you know, post-show depression and they're not really sure, you know, where to go and, um, that's where a lot of people
0: I think fail. Yeah. She nailed it. And consistency really, that's yeah. really what it comes down to.
2: Talk about consistency as well. I saw your post that said people try to shock the muscle. They try to shock the yes. system, but in reality you actually need to be consistently building yeah. and there's other ways to shock the system, such as training at a different time of the day, mm-hmm. going to a new gym. That's how you can shock the system you still need to do the curls. You still need to do the squats. You still need to eat the chicken, rice, and broccoli, right? Oh, yeah, right.
0: right. That's that's broccoli. He one hates of the, broccoli. Oh, I, I hate broccoli, <laughs> man. If you really want to jack up your stomach, man, go ahead and pound out a bunch of broccoli. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, you really nailed it, though, Storm. I mean, it, it's consistency, just kind of pivot back and just understanding that Rome wasn't built overnight mm-hmm. and it's going to take some time. It takes thousands of hours in the gym to really get good at something as far as your craft. It, it truly does. Yeah. And of course, nutrition is just so important. That's, that's number one, man, because you can train until you're blue in the face, but if your nutrition's off, you're not going to see the results that you want to get externally for sure.
2: What's the number one thing that took you, Marcus, from being an elite bodybuilder to Olympia?
0: I'd say one nutrition and number two would um, just stop being lazy. Cause I was notorious, man. Like um, I was just, I'll be honest, real honest with you, during my amateur days, I was getting by a lot of times, man, just because of my, my shape. Um, I've never had like um, superb, outstanding conditioning. Everything you know, everything's popping and everything's crisp. The best I ever looked was this past show in Chicago. It's because I decided to, to do the work. It's nothing that my coach, my wife has, has done. It's, it's always been me starting late. I'm getting distracted and just not doing the work like I should. So and I'd be the first to, you know, to admit that.
2: I try to set you up. You should have said, Well, it took me from Elite to Olympia It's her, bro. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, she that's did what it. you're saying in yeah, a different the way. The but- plan's there, but if I didn't follow the plan, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna get there. Yeah. yeah. You know, he so. he
1: is his biggest saboteur.
0: Absolutely.
2: Aren't we all?
1: We are all. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. And and I think that's yeah, that's one thing I've realized through bodybuilding and stuff is most of the time I'm just I'm the one that's getting in my own way. I just, you know, I need to tune out the noise, sometimes tune out the own, my own voice in my own head. That's saying I can't do something or I'm not good enough or whatever. Cause there's no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you set your mind to something, you know, you just put the work in and and you get there. Yeah. You know?
2: How do you storm? How do you handle the, you're in like quote unquote off season, right? Like you're taking a year off, but Yo, Marcus is all in times a thousand right now. (laughs) So in your mind, are you battling yourself that you're still good enough and you still have the credibility? You don't have imposter syndrome because you're not competing and you have these clients coming in more than ever, but you're not competing. So I I can't, I can't coach you because I'm not getting on stage in 12 weeks. Are you battling that right now out of curiosity? Yeah, absolutely. This whole year, um, Uh, but I've
1: always been like, he and I have, we've, we've been through this journey together and we've seen each other grow, but we both have had very different journeys. Mm. He's one that he kind of, he had it from the beginning. He just kind of had to fine tune some things and just really had to buckle down. Like he said, and just put the work in versus me. Like I wasn't genetically gifted with the most beautiful shape or, or the XYZ you know, I had to put work in and there were a lot of people initially that counted me out and, mm. you know, said things that, you know, you're not going to be good enough because your clavicles are too narrow mm. or just stuff like that. Like I had people saying that stuff like that. And who are know, they? Let's
2: call them right <laughs> <yeah. now. laughs>
1: name, name, names. Yeah. Um, and some people, you know, that. but that's the difference between, I, I think, you know, average and the elite too, is, is d- despite the naysayers, despite the people that don't believe in you, You know, I had belief in myself more so he believed in me and he pushed me. Um, And so it was cool. Not only like I've always had the belief in myself that like, if I put my mind to something, I can do it. Um, Just like I did with marathons and school and all of that stuff. You ran
2: marathons? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, before
1: bodybuilding, I I ran marathons.
2: Nothing. Man, nothing's like running. I don't care what anyone says. I think running's elite. Yeah, I think running's like the ultimate meditative. Running's the ultimate like life journey that you got to just you got this whole twenty six point two miles, but yet it's just one <sighs> one step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I love running. Mm-hmm. It's like very physically daunting, but yet more mentally daunting. Yeah, I think I think if you can run a marathon, you can you can do anything. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. that. Yeah, I, uh, that. And, yeah. But I know you did. Long distance. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For the longest time. It's like the ultimate mind, body, spirit, I believe. But then again, I'm not an MMA fighter. So I think MMA combat Ooh. sports. I think that's, I think that's top of there.
0: Yeah. That's uh, up there, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different animal right there, man.
2: What, uh, what else you guys got going on? So the business is growing. You got kind of a new gig going on here in Columbus, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a buddy of mine, Lamar uh, Rothenham, I'll be uh, helping him grow the team as well with with his um, our commercial roofing business as well. Lamar's a great, you know, Lamar. Lamar's a great guy. Yeah. So our focus is mainly just commercial, you know. Okay. Um, so commercial still,
2: commercial roofing,
0: yeah, commercial yep. roofing. So I'm still really green in that space, but I'm I'm learning as I go. Um, obviously, my background is um you know in leadership roles and, and managing sales teams. So you know I'm just it feels good to learn something new. You know I like a good challenge. I work better under pressure. I think we're realizing that too. Even to kind of fall back to, towards our prep. Mm-hmm. When I know it's, there's like six weeks left or seven weeks left, I just, I just, I, I never wanted to fold under pressure. I just focus better under pressure. Mm. Um, we had a conversation about this a couple of days ago. You know, I just, I'm realizing that I, I, I work better under pressure.
2: What made you want to kind of dabble into the commercial roofing space?
0: Um, I would say one, I saw the success at Lamar. I watched him build a business from scratch. Mm. and I'm like, man, he's really just, just, grew this thing up in the last few years, man. And just watching him meet his, his energy and being so happy with it. And the yeah. fact that he wants to share his journey with his close peeps, you know, Yeah. Um, where a lot of folks in that in that, in that space are very greedy, very yeah. greedy business, man, um, where he's the type of guy where it's like, you know, if we manage to say we work on a $10 million project, we all work on it together, everyone eats. You know, it's that type of structure.
2: What does he do out of curiosity to make sure that everyone eats, is he, you know, compensating people more? Is he, uh, like what is he doing to make sure that he is not greedy as the business owner? I say it's more internal
0: because he's not. He's not. He's a very humble person in general, you know. So um, I don't know, I'm not, bro.
2: He's driving sports cars and yeah, he no just he knows. likes
0: he likes he likes fancy things <laughs> too. He likes fancy things too, but um, he's very humble. Very humble guy. Very similar to us, man. Very, very chill. Very humble. Yeah. But he wants to, you know, share that what he's learned over the years with his his, his uh, small team that we have mm. uh, within our um, commercial roofing. So I think it's really just about just, he's just, uh, just a good dude, man. Yeah. You know, it's hard to find. Yeah, it's just you got to get him on the show, man. He's just a, a very humble dude. Very chill. He wants to see other, he wants to create other millionaires. Mm. I'll was, I was say that. And not a lot of folks want to do that. Well, a lot of folks want to just you know, keep everything things themselves and feed their, you know, their employees little crumbles here and there to kind of keep them at at bay.
2: I've learned over the, like, I think it's like harder to just give people crumbs. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a people pleaser. I don't know. I've discovered that over the last couple months. months. Uh, but I agree. Like the greatest leaders create other. Leaders. Absolutely.
0: So mm-hmm. duplicate what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: But out of curiosity, does he, I want a more direct answer, Marcus. Come on, man. Me out here.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to save some stuff for him when you go on the show. Um, yeah. Because it's really cool, especially. Like because
2: you got experience, man. Like you've you've been in business and you've been around the block. But like, was, was there like a meeting structure or was there like one liners that he used? We'll, we'll let him share some of his secret sauce on here yeah. as well. But like, was there something or two or three things that you were like, ah, that's cool. I like how he's doing that. I'll
0: just share this. As, as, at one point when he was going through some tough times he dug himself out and then built a the business. I'll just say that much. Mm. So for me that's that's like wow. You saw it. I saw it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. like wow. Okay. That That's to me that was a game changer. I was mm. like okay. So I'll just say that much.
2: Yeah. I love that. Storm. You got something to say. I can tell. <laughs> you got something to say.
1: I don't. She's no.
2: twirling the feet. She's got the legs crossed. <laughs> So no fall activities for you guys we're joking about that off camera marcus ain't hiking oh, hiking oh yeah no come on no, man. Man. <laughs> Patch zone, we, we
0: don't um, brown folks man, we don't camp it very rare man <laughs> you know that's why if you look, if you google man like like you know bear attacks and all that stuff man yeah. you're not gonna see some african-american yeah. guy getting mauled by a bear <laughs> no nope. Nah, it's not happening
2: yeah we got friday the 13th coming up in the halloween season so and white people die first oh yeah man we're not, yep. we're not falling for that they start What's that dark room? Let's go in there. Yeah. When, Hell no. I'm not
0: curious They're like that. I always curious. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not curious you. like that, man. What's that sound? <laughs> Come out there. Look around. That's not my thing, man. I'll stay in my lane.
2: One thing I respect about you guys is your guys' unique relationship. The first show, if you guys didn't see it, uh, you guys were so nice the first time I met you, the second time, the third time, the hundredth time. I'm like, you guys trying to fuck?
0: <laughs>
2: you guys in a, a Which, by the way, hey, open relationship, do whatever you want to do. But I always respect that about you guys. Like, you guys just seem very at peace. Uh, You guys are doing a heck of a job supporting each other. But, yo, the longer the caption, the worse the relationship, right? I agree. People that are posting everything online and my relationship, my life is perfect. What are some things that you guys have recognized in your relationship that helped you become a bond, that helped you become stronger? Like, talk a little bit about maybe one moment or a couple moments that maybe no one knows about like, yo, Tyler, uh, we had this bad argument and, you know, we don't need to go in too much detail, share sure, what you sure. want to share, but what are some things that maybe people don't know about storm? Know about Marcus and, and, uh, would catch people by surprise.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm open book. So I would say that what's helped us grow over the years was taking our time Mm. Um, you know, you may see, or you may know some folks that, uh, you know, get into a new relationship and they're posting, this is my soulmate and this is this is my partner. And then it's been like two months. Um, <laughs> I think that when you take your time, get to know the person, become friends, um, go through your ups and downs, man, mm. that really nurtures a relationship for a long-term growth, man. Um, and, and actually it comes back to, for me, for, for our relationship to, to work really well, the way that it is now, I had to come to terms with all my demons in the past. I had to get me right first. You know, because uh shaking her head to hell. Oh, Y'all yeah, a the lot truth, of them bad. As me too, you know. You know, we all have, well, you know, We all do. We all have scars. Yeah. You know, um so I think for me I had to get past um my uh, my my demons and this get me right before I could love someone else.
2: Were they like bad habits?
0: No, it was more like just um in my previous relationships, man, I was just very arrogant. I was um more of a jerk. You know, my way, the highway, um, just arrogant at the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really see the value.
2: Like what? what were, like were you doing? Uh, like, I was like
0: going to partying all the time. I was that guy. Yeah. If you were, we were around when like Park Street Live was around and fabric and all that stuff, man. When, back when Columbus had a real nightlife, I was that guy out from Thursday to Sunday, always out partying. And, and married? And you were married? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was married at the time. You know, but so. you
2: were probably manipulating her to be like, nah, I'm just going out with friends and networking and having fun. What's wrong with this? Yeah, it's more like um you
0: start going out at first, but then you start not going out together. Start doing yeah, separate yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's when things really start going sideways, you grow apart. And then you get to an argument and all that stuff. And once you can start getting into conversation, arguments where you're like dropping F bombs and all that stuff, man, all communication is lost at that mm-hmm. point, man, and you just grow apart. So I had to go over, go, you know, give her all that, you know, and just really sit back and see all my deficiencies, man, and just really just um, own my shit. Ooh. So that has really helped me as far as being able to nurture her as well.
1: I think, uh, I think communication has been huge. I've never been the best at communication. Um, so I think being in our relationship, he's really, taught me and I think it's a mix of, you know, me learning and growing and, and maturing over time, but also being with a partner that I feel comfortable talking to about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge for any relationship, whether it's like an intimate relationship or work relationship, family re- relationship, communication is pivotal. So I think that was a really important piece for me that I had never really had before Um, where, you know, and something, I think you asked like, what's something that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't know about you guys. And from the outside, you know, a lot of people think that our relationship is perfect and yes, it's great. It's the best relationship I've ever had. Thank goodness. But, you know, we still have our little arguments here and there or times where we're button heads and, you know, it's not very often. But I very think very it's, mean. I think it's because we are able to sit down and communicate and, and if something is bothering someone or, or if I'm feeling something or a certain way, I feel comfort comfortable enough coming to him and being like, Hey, you know, this, this kind of bothered me or made me feel a certain way. And we're able to talk it out rather than him just getting upset right. and then me getting upset and then. You know, cause I think that's a huge problem with relationships and is people just don't talk, they don't yeah. talk when things are bothering them. And when you do that, that's where, you know, you start just holding everything inside. Mm. Then you start to grow resentment towards hey. that person. Once you start growing, growing resentment towards that person, like that's,
2: that's, it's done, you know, communication is everything. There's three ways to communicate. You can not communicate at all, mm-hmm. right? You can passively communicate. Mm-hmm. So given the cold shoulder is a form of yeah. passive yeah. communication. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sometimes no communication is great, given it space, given it time, right. thinking through. But the third piece of communication, by far the most effective, is assertive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assertive yeah. communication. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, hey, I didn't like this. This is how it made me feel, and here's why. And or, hey, I, I I did like this and, you know, here's why it made me feel good. So, man, have I learned that. I talk about it damn near every single show. This is why I love a podcast show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why I love public speaking and getting that feeling in like your gut and your throat where you're all nervous and scared to go speak on stage. This is why I love other forms of communication. Writing more, um, just communication is so key. Communication yeah. is so key Everything. because do you guys know any... Anyone that will tell you something and they won't tell their significant other.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect example is um. And obviously know, we're not dropping any names or anything, but I drop I know, some names. Come on. <laughs> I know I know guys are in relationships now where let's just say we wanted to go out and have a guy's night out, right? And I should say that you know I'm gonna use Miami, for example. So we're down in Miami, going to go to strip club, which you don't know about, of course. Um they can't <laughs> tell know, right?
2: Club Eleven. I club Eleven. Club. Yeah, no idea what. They couldn't even a-
0: tell their spouse that they're um, they're going there or their girlfriend they're yeah. going there because it, it because it was starting an argument or some source. It's like if you have to hide something like that, then you're you're hiding other things as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, she'll tell you up front, man. Like I don't, I'll tell you up front. Mm-hmm. This how I feel. This is what's going on. How you feel about it? I don't I don't sugarcoat anything, but I make sure that she's aware of it. You know, so
2: yeah, and in. I mean, at least for men, right? Like a guy's night out, we're in Miami, let's go to the strip club at the yeah. end of the night, or you just want to go there. I mean, yo, if you made a commitment to your significant other that you're not going to go to strip clubs, mm-hmm. then you got to tell your boys, I'm not going to the strip club. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. I'm not less of a man because of that. I respect my significant other. Absolutely. You're not telling them and your relationship's miserable. That is one thing I've recognized is Brenda knows everything. Mm-hmm. So that's the way should be. She knows everything. Yep. And- yep some stuff I'm dealing with, people don't think that she knows everything. And I'm like, "Yo, y'all are crazy. But every time I've had issues in my life or in business, relationships, Mm -hmm. it's because I wasn't proactively communicating. Mm -hmm. Man, I could have just avoided this whole thing, which is why the book, I think it's called The War of Art or The Art of War. Art of War, yeah. Yeah, The Art of War, Yeah, it's resistance. Yeah, yeah. It's like resisting that like tough conversation. Uh, Cause you're embarrassed. You don't want to be humble. Uh, Got to take ownership. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Communication is is
0: so key. Yeah. That's a very good point. I mean, it's like what you don't tolerate is what, what, what won't change. So it's, it's like, um, you know, we have tough conversations all the time. We still would pillow talk at night, <laughs> straight up for hours. We're laying in bed and there during this talk, man. Absolutely. And we, we haven't stopped. We still do this, man. When she's not, when she's at work and I'm at home working from home, she gets home, man. You know, I just come home, get a kiss, hug. What's going on with your day? We we talk for hours, man. Mm-hmm. So and I, it's it's easy. And so there's this whole, you know, we were brought up to think that relationships are hard, and they're really not. I was brought up to think that marriage was hard. Marriage is not hard. People make it hard. Relationships are not hard. It's the people involved that make it hard. Mm-hmm. So when I hear somebody say, "Man, are you get married," ooh, I don't know, man. Get past the five year mark. That's all wish-wash crap, man. It's, It's the people involved that make relationships hard, man.
1: And it's so many people just don't want to put in effort. Like we're going, going back to everything. Like everything requires effort, you know, or at least the amount of effort you put into something, I think directly correlates with what you get back from it. So the more effort you put into something, the more you're going to get back from it. And relationships are just like that. I think a lot of people think they're hard, Because, like, losing weight is hard because Mm -hmm. it
2: takes effort. Absolutely. And so
1: many people just don't want to put that effort in. And I think
2: that's the big problem. Yeah. Yeah, things are so simple that we make it complex, right? Yeah. It's like, how do we lose weight? Well, less calories in.
0: Calories in, calories out.
2: Calories in, calories out, right? Mm -hmm. Thanks. I kind of froze up there. I'm fuck myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, And so our brains- try to protect ourselves right our brains try to yep. tell us like oh no mm-hmm. uh, especially women uh, not not mm-hmm. as much men but they try to, <laughs> they create even more problems you know uh, but that's what i've noticed just because something is simple doesn't mean that it's easy right mm-hmm. but things can be simple yep. right doesn't yep. mean it's easy but it can be mm-hmm. can be enjoyable yeah what are some things that you guys do in your relationship that you've recognized over the years you've recognized talking to other people in good relationships or maybe toxic relationships Outside of the fluff, right? Outside of the communication. Personally, me, I'm not a fan of like date night. Like every Tuesday we have a date night. If that works for you, phenomenal. But I like that because it feels forced almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now if your schedule forces that, like you have jobs and careers and family situation where it's like, yo, Tuesday is actually the only night we can do it, great. But I'm building that context and prefacing that because for me- what I've recognized, people in good relationships, there's something that they're doing. There's some cool things that they're doing. It's maybe some flowers every week, and it doesn't have to be certain things. But like, what are some things that you guys do that you're like, oh, that's that's a little bit of secret sauce why our relationship is great, and
0: others can learn from this. Pour into your spouse. Yeah, pouring her the same. I think I might have mentioned this before, but the same way as you make deposits into your savings account, pour into your relationship too. Daily deposits, man. Mm-hmm daily deposits That's what really works well for us mm-hmm. no matter what
2: what is that book called where it's like um uh, where you it's like a test or something where you can fill it out and it's like personal touch gifts
0: oh affirmation oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what is uh that?
2: your love language love yeah. language yeah. 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 yeah 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 are you guys fans of that um sure i mean I it, yeah yeah i like it them all.
1: all of them are number
0: one yeah man it works man it's just you think
1: which one is, is your love language?
2: Or all do you think them. you're mo- all of them? All of them is number really? one. Really? Okay. Yeah.
0: For huh. a lot of men, it's, it's a lot of physical for a lot of men.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Stroke me while you're giving me a gift. <laughs> Give me your quality time.
0: <laughs> for, for, seriously, for a lot of men, it's, it's physical. Because, yeah. you know, men are, you know, we're like visual creatures in general. So it becomes very physical. But yeah. I think once you get past that, all the physical stuff, man, and realize that um, you actually enjoy the person you're with, that's your, your partner. You actually like your partner you're with. You know, things are very, very simple. For a, man, for a man to settle down, man, he has to find peace. That's what it comes down to, man. That's the truth. If man doesn't have peace, you're going to have to have a tough time settling down.
2: Yep. So. Yeah. You want to be on the hunt. Right.
0: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Hunt. exactly. I mean, especially in our industry too. I've seen it all. It should have, I, t- I say it all the time. like, I've seen, not, not much surprises me. You know, a lot of my buddies are really, like, man, how do, you, how do you go to Miami? All those hot ass girls and all that stuff, man. I see it every day. It's cool. We're all friends with them. I don't get all like uh, weird, like, oh, my God, look at that. Like, I, can, I can respect beauty when I see it, yeah. but I'm not all like, Let me get into your DMs and all that crap, man. Yeah. Nah.
2: yeah, it's like Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback for the, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, and they played last night. Jordan Love, if you lose us the game again, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but Jimmy Garoppolo's on, and my girl knows who he is. Okay. How the hell do you know him? <laughs> like, yeah, he's pretty fucking good looking dude. Not going to lie. <laughs> oh yeah. Give credit crab with credit's due, man. <laughs> but then yeah. same with the woman. There's good looking people out there. And those that, those relationships and those people that I recognized that like hot chick walks by and the guy like kind of starts doing one of these. Yeah. there's like, yeah, the hot chick just walked by. I think everyone's aware of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right.
2: Same with the dude, right? Oh, there's a good looking dude walked by.
0: Yeah, give a man credit crab with credit's due.
2: But it comes back to communication. It's like that mm-hmm. passive, that no yep. communication. And then like, you're so insecure that you're projected onto your, it's right. a weird little game. Right, yeah. right. You're not at peace with yourself. So then you got to take a shot at them. Exactly. Yeah. Like, dude. go whack it in the bathroom, come back. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> exactly.
0: Right. Exactly, you're going to be okay.
2: But Storm, what do you think is uh, a separator for you guys and, you know, outside of pouring into each other and community, man, that gnat's coming back.
0: I know, man. And what bananas the are
2: getting old over there. <laughs> yeah, you got the little bananas on, brother. Come on now.
0: You still feeding your dog those uh, quail eggs and... <laughs> Goat milk Man, and
2: this dog eats better than most people. Yeah, he's better <laughs> than me. Damn. <laughs> I got a eating disorder now. I think about it. I've never Shit. heard that before. What kind of dog is this again? Shih Tzu, poodle mix. I don't know. He thinks hey he's guys, a pimple.
0: This, this dog eats like filet, filet, <laughs> uh goat. Whale eggs. Quail eggs.
2: Milk straight from the cow's teeth. Gucci yes. collar. <laughs> Dude, I drive 30 minutes to this farm. Can't disclose where it's at. I own part of the herd share, so it's all legal. Uh, but did you know, like getting raw milk is illegal. Like buying no. raw milk is illegal. I did not. No. But if you own no. uh, a percentage of the herd, share, so I own part of the cows, then yeah. you get the, and, and you buy the the raw milk, uh, it's legal. But raw milk is in, incredible in terms of you would know way more, and or you can research it more yeah. the nutrition side of it. But from <clears> my <throat> understanding, when you buy milk from the store, uh, that's produced from the land that Bill Gates owns. Oh boy. We'll get on that topic. Don't you worry. <laughs> they burn and pasteurize the milk. And I think it kills all the nutrition. Mm. It kills mm. all the, I'm butchering this. It kills all the, like the nutrients in the milk, mm. whereas raw milk, you know, that's exactly what came right out of the tip. Yeah. See, I don't, yeah I don't drink milk.
1: I'm not, I'm not fully like well-versed in the whole pasteurization process, but I can see it definitely th- that whole milk, you
2: know, being healthier than some sort of processing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, one thing I recognize is in life, investing in business, uh, in politics, whatever it is, like follow the money and <laughs> True. 10, 15, 20 years ago, what was a massive marketing plan? It was got milk question mark. Mm-hmm. It was because they started pasteurizing the milk. It started, mm-hmm. they started producing the milk. They started pushing it out. Now over mm-hmm. time, that's, that's changed, right? Uh it's you know, you have to fast. Mm. You have to uh not eat seed oils. Yeah, so yeah man. Yeah. Follow the money. Who who's creating this marketing plan? Getting a vaccine, right? Like that was a worldwide marketing plan, right? Like using every funnel, every marketing channel, the news, ads, yep. all that crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Uh so that's what I recognize is like now it's fake meat. This is the marketing plan. I don't trust it. I don't trust it, man. You don't trust it? No, not at all. Come on. They're buying the land. They're making the food for you, Marcus. Just sit down, eat it, and relax. Brother, they are
0: keeping the good cows and meats for the wealthy and giving the peasants this fake stuff. (laughs) You know, I I truly believe that, man. I'm not going to consume any fake meat. I mean, it's just some very strange times we're in right now. And I try not to watch. Actually, I don't watch a lot of the news at all. Anyway, I don't fall for that fear porn crap. But I'm aware of what of what many things are going on. But at the end of the day, whatever happens is going to happen, man. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware of the trends of what I'm seeing on some social media and things like that and certain ads, like you mentioned earlier. But um, they were really quick to, to, to give a thumbs up for that fake meat. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that probably the next big scare would be some type of chickens all dying out or cows dying out. Dying out, and then we're going to be forced. What's left over? This, this fake. Yeah, like a bird flu or something. Yeah, Yeah. it's going. It's going. It's coming.
2: Yeah, I think the second virus, the second uh, pandemic, is here and or on the way. And uh, I'm curious, though, from the nutrition side, using honey as an example, right? Yeah. Uh, In my personal opinion, I think honey is raw honey. Yeah, raw honey Mm -hmm. is arguably the most powerful food. That's ever existed. Mm -hmm. And not many people know that if you buy organic honey, it actually is likely probably not organic because Mm -hmm. bees can go up to a mile away to get the pollen. So you have them on your land, Mm -hmm. but the bee might be going to your neighbor's land. Mm -hmm. That's spraying chemicals Uh, a mile away. And that honey is now infected. Uh, I didn't realize that. And I think that's Mm. similar to, chicken similar to mm-hmm. even eating real meat is they're jamming it with vaccines right uh they're yeah. spraying the grass and yeah. consuming the chemicals Yeah, so it gets deep and the tinfoil hat comes on but right yeah. right what are the negative consequences of eating fake meat we don't know that's the thing yeah, yeah. that's the thing we don't know yet that's scary i think we know got a um, bunch of soy boys walking around well yeah i mean if you think about
0: it. <laughs> well six people's big business man
2: yeah health you know, health and wealth big right? business mm-hmm. it's
0: big money hospitals in my opinion man right. are they're, they're that's a business sick people's big money
1: do you feel weird working at a hospital it's a it's a very uh, interesting dichotomy being a healthcare provider in our current healthcare space um, and it's hard because there's i i understand the the overall lack of trust that a lot of the gen pop has with the healthcare, Um, but something that I tell him I know and I try to tell people is just know that like the government and healthcare providers are two different animals. Healthcare providers inherently, like we're not, I didn't see a dime from COVID other than from actually working my shifts. Like, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, they made billions. Like healthcare providers, didn't make more money during that time. Mm. If anything, they probably made less. Mm. So we're not the bad guys. A lot of people think we're the bad guys. We're just the messengers we're trying to. So, but you know, so as a healthcare provider, you know, you do your best, you try to help people, you try to educate people, you try to do, you know, do what's right by them, you know, by, by the patient, um, but it's hard when you've got this big body overarching you that's telling you basically, you know, forcing vaccines on you and other people and forcing XYZ coming out with these weight loss drugs so people can have a you know, easy fix. Um, and and maybe for some people they're really, really great, but it's turning into something where now people are are turning to, a drug that could have XYZ effects Mm -hmm. just to lose weight because they don't want to make some lifestyle changes. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's a weird dichotomy. It really
2: is. Yeah. And that's even for things that are good, right? Like I believe that most things, if not everything is a tool, Mm -hmm. but making sure that that tool doesn't turn into a crutch. Right. Right. Yes. And that could be, man, for me, it's caffeine. Caffeine. Oh oh, Lord. I could just be in an IV with caffeine. (laughs) Like, I I'm love still, my caffeine I'm too. I'm pretty
0: sensitive yeah. to caffeine. I'm a fan of caffeine. I don't, use, I don't drink a lot. I don't consume a lot of caffeine. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. take much for me.
2: Yeah. You can do like two, 300 milligrams. Um, probably. Yeah. I, I've been, I like the, what are they, ghosts? Oh yeah. The ghosts. Yeah. So those are drinks. pretty good. Yeah, so I've yeah. been
0: doing like, and before cardio, I'll do like a half a can of that. And I'm like, okay, this is what it's like.
2: I, I drink like two to 300 milligrams of caffeine to get prep for three to 400 milligrams of caffeine. Like oh, yeah, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta prep ourselves. Damn. Up. Oh no. Dang. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't good.
0: And then for the record, we're not sponsored by Go or anything like that. We're yeah. just saying we're just having a conversation. Here.
2: But if you want to stroke a check, hit up my people. <laughs> tell your people to call my people. Uh, but back to the, I call it matrix medicine, yeah. Western medicine. Yeah, There's a lot of benefits, right? Like, you know, I tore my Achilles six, seven months ago. You best believe whatever they did and whatever they had to use. Mm-hmm. When I say they, the, the government, the mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, Thank God I tore it in twenty twenty three. Right. Not in nineteen twenty-three. Right, right, right. But right. they gave me like fifty painkillers. Jeez. And I took like maybe two to three days worth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even feel anything. This ain't fun. Yeah. But what if I took
0: five? See? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm joking. I'm joking. It's the thing, man.
0: It's like I understand now there's there's just some talk around um, and I don't know how, how much how much truth is behind it, but the powers that be are now trying to um, find a way to make peptides, like BPC-157, CJC, um, in a form of illegal at some point. And it's pretty sad, man, because someone who's had an injury before, BPC-157, damn, it works. Mm-hmm. For tendons, uh, joint issues, um, stomach issues. I mean, that's a hell of a peptide, man. And it's sad because it's like, it seems like they're not trying to... Um, make it illegal because it's, it's hurting people is because it's, it works. Yeah. yeah, You know, most stuff that works, they want you to have a prescription.
2: They want to control it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If the, uh, the BPC helps your tendons and people are using it and it's legal to buy it. Right. They're going to say, Nope, we're going to make it ourselves. Exactly. You have to, uh, this is, you have to buy this if you're a vet. Right. Right. It's it's got to be like animal, animal product type BPC. So, but yeah, the uh, coming back against the, like the matrix medicine, it's, it's a unique conversation because it's like, well, you're depressed because you had some shit go down in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, or your lifestyle and, or both. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe yeah. they do need some pills. Maybe they do right. need sure. that. Like, right. uh, you know, cause you could already do the same thing with me consuming a lot of caffeine. Let's, let's be real. Right. But eventually it's deeper than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's kind of terrifying. And I mean, the other crazy part, especially with what you do on like the mental health side, the danger that comes with mm-hmm. what people don't see and hear about is I mean, they go a little, a little cuckoo in there, right? You, oh, yeah. You, oh yeah. You can get physically harmed, mentally harmed yeah. Yeah. by by people. Uh so how do you handle that? Like maybe can't share too much trying to keep your job. Maybe you're trying to get fired. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're trying to get fired. I'm not built for that. I'm
1: not your role. Um, amazing. yeah, it's tough. Um, I think, uh, it's something that everyone in healthcare struggles with. Um, you know, you just take the good with the bad, take each day as it comes and, you know, try, try not to take all of it home which is hard. Um, so I just, you know, do, do what I can when I'm not working to de-stress, you know, whether it's exercising or, you know, just watching movies or just anything we enjoy. Um, you gotta, you gotta find some enjoyment outside of work. Otherwise it's just gonna,
0: it's gonna take over you. She does a good job of turning it off though. When she's off work, she's off work. Just bring anything home.
1: It still lingers for sure in my mind. I'm I'm someone that battles with things silently very often. But
2: like what though? Like what would it be? Like a patient that,
1: um, yeah, just constantly, um, constantly thinking. You know, did I do the right thing? Did I make the right choice? Did I do everything that I could for this patient? Um, You know, it's a it's a constant struggle that we all deal with. And at the end of the day, I just try and remind myself, like, I can't help everyone. Like I can't do everything for everyone either. Like I'm only one person, one human and you know, I'm doing my best. So that's all, yeah. that's all I can ask for. And then that's all
2: they can ask for. What are you recognizing in the, the hospitals now that was not there pre COVID? Hmm. That's a good question.
0: Um, was it Pretty much the same. Pretty
2: much the same. Although I will say. Like, are you noticing people that are more like anxious, more depressed, more overweight, all the above? All the above.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, I will say I work, the hospital I work at specifically right now is kind of a different patient population too. That's even more difficult than most patient populations. So yeah, it's a lot of people with social issues. A lot of people, who are homeless, um, who don't have healthcare, mm. who don't have access to, you know, medical treatment and, and stuff like that. And that is really hard to deal with, um, cause yeah. you know, we can only do so much, especially in our system. So you just try and do what you can. Um, but you know, a lot of those people too, they did things to get themselves to that position. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was telling him one. Of, I had this patient lat just last week who he smoked two packs of cigarettes a day um had didn't control his diabetes whatsoever didn't take any insulin when he was prescribed it um <laughs> drank eight let me see if i get this right four monster energy drinks eight cokes and a large sweet tea every day hell yeah but i yeah, wondered why he was sick and and just yeah just poor poor Doctor follow up like didn't take care of himself, didn't take his medications, and you know, so it's people like that. I'm caring for people like that too, and it's it's very hard. See, I'm not
0: built for hard. that, man. Because my my thing if I if I ran that space, man, it's like okay, what's your third time here in the last three months? So here's a red pill, the blue pill, uh, the red pill. You can go ahead and tap out now.
2: You know, just, just waste everyone's time. Yeah, the story as I've heard, uh which HIPAA. If you're watching this, I'll get you on the show if you want to talk to. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that I mean, phew, people don't talk enough about, ah, well, I guess we're seeing it a little bit more now, like healthcare workers and what they have to deal with. and you're getting burned out. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just getting, treated like crap. I think that's, yeah.
1: yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean, healthcare workers have always been burnout, out, but since COVID,
2: it's just at an all time. Yeah. Because it's like the vaccine's going to kill you or if you don't get it, you're going to die. Yeah. It's right. tough. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's got to always be two sides. You can't. Yeah. That's the other thing too, like even doing this show, like sometimes I don't have an opinion on something. Sometimes there is nothing for yeah. me to give mm-hmm. my feedback on. Yeah. And that's another issue as well is, is uh, we all think that we have to have feedback on everything. Right. We know mm-hmm. it all because our information is right in front of us and we can Google anything and YouTube it all. And instant, instant, instant. That's, I think why a lot of people uh, are struggling on the health side, whether it's mental, physical, all the above. We're fucking bored and, and, uh, and stimulated at the same Mm -hmm. time. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we, we don't got bombs getting dropped off here in our backyard. We don't got to go hunt for our food. We don't got to protect our land. Right. I can click one button right now. We're all fed in 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. And that burger that we just ate between the bread, the meat, the ketchup, the onions that took seven, eight, 12 months, but in 30 minutes it's right here. Right. Right. So I think people are just like all over the place versus like, Hundred years ago, three hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, they're like, "All right, same as yesterday." <laughs> yeah, got to check on the onions. I got to check on the tomatoes, and I got to go kill a bear. All right, let's get after it. Yeah, there ain't no time to be yeah uh, worrying about mental health. Yeah, yeah. we're we're That's in this this society where, like you
1: said, everything we can get at an instant. Right like we're we're in this society of like dopamine overload mm-hmm. to the point that it's causing dopamine scarcity mm. because then where it's like, we're getting so, so overloaded with this dopamine. Then it's creating these down regulations of everyone's dopamine. And then that's why so many people are unmotivated, like not, not knowing where they're going or what to work towards. And it's, yeah, it's just a weird time in our society right now.
0: Imagine being a kid right now. Yeah. Oh man, dude. Uh, it's crazy. It's, uh, imagine being a, a kid right now. I remember being a kid. Things are so easy, man. Well I saw you play with your friends. Yeah, um yeah. you get into fight here and there, your friends the next day. Um, you tease somebody in school, you crack jokes back and forth. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Now every I mean, it seems like a lot of folks are just jumping on this victim and mm. you know, they want attention and you know, it's just like I don't know if these kids are just softer this day and age or just they can't I don't
2: know, man, it's different. i, I don't, I think different, different, yeah, I, I think it's the authority. Explain. I think that human beings are born just pure. They don't know anything, and the world, people, and things, and the environment manipulates them. Mm-hmm. So I think kids are fine, but when their preschool teacher says, "Hey, don't call her her," mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. they have a whole agenda mm. for third graders? That's okay, we're going to learn about the 17 different genders. And then next year it's 27. That's bizarre. Yeah. So I think that, I think kids are fine. Yeah. I think they want to run around outside. I think they want to yeah. get punched in the face and punch others in the face. I think they want to get dirt on their knees. Yeah. That's but, a good point. Yeah, it's more way. so our environment. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then, yeah. but it's like healthcare workers, right? Well, the teacher's like, I got a mortgage. Yeah. And the principal just said that we got to teach this. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm, Going to go teach us. My bills are due. So I'm just going to follow the plan, follow the system, Mm. you know? So Mm -hmm. it's always that upwards uh, pressure, which is why I asked like, hey, what's Lamar doing as a leader, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, What are leaders doing that's like, "Mm, tweak this, tweak that. So the system, healthcare, education, business, the system, I think has been exposed more than ever Mm -hmm. from fear.
0: Yeah, Yeah. beer porn, man.
2: So you're either more in the system or you're less of the system, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it it really is. And and some of the stuff I see also on social media is wildly about education. But I've always struggled with understanding why uh, the powers that be appear to want to block a lot of African American history. Mm. I see it all the time. I don't. Like like what? You know, just for example, um, you know, like we, we were in school. You know, they talk about slavery and all that stuff. And, you know, George Washington, free to slave and all that stuff, whatever, man. But there's so much history that, that was that was blocked from us, at least when I was in school, that I'm still learning about today. You know, it's wild, man. It's like, you know, you have somebody in school who will say, well, slavery is over X amount of years ago. Get over it. Okay, well, you say the same thing to a Jewish person about the Holocaust? It's just like, we're, it seems like more brown folks are being pushed to ignore history and just, you know, and just... Just ignore history. That's no big deal.
2: What are some things that people don't know about uh, African-American, black people, brown people? uh, What are some things that would be like, nah, you're lying.
0: Uh, Just one of the stories, uh, I shouldn't say story, one of the history that was was not taught in school was the the massacre um, called Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. So check it out, man, if you haven't already. It's on Netflix too, man. It's it's, a documentary about how, well, I won't go too deep, deep, deep on the uh, podcast, but it's just so much that has, that has not been taught to mm-hmm. kids in school. And you know? the fact
1: that they're trying to actually get rid of it, yeah. like actively, it's one thing if you're just omitting something, mm-hmm. I guess, from like what? a classroom or teaching something, but literally trying to get rid of teaching certain things
0: in schools. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, man. It's just it's just you know that's that's true power if you think about it. True power is being able to decide who's allowed to vote, who can live in, in what demographic, yeah. who can marry who, what education can be taught. That's Control. contrast that's true Control. power. Even the word even racism today I think is is badly used a lot like that. That's racist or this is racist things like that. Like racism is about power, man. It really is.
2: Yeah, share more of the the go ma- go a little deeper in the massacre. I'm curious. Yeah, so Well, one thing that for me is, uh, is music, right? Like if you're religious, uh, I'm a Christian, right? And the devil Lucifer was an artist, Mm -hmm. right? So you see it now more than ever, which these concerts are rituals, right? You see all the symbolism everywhere. And so whether you're a Christian, believe in Jesus or not, uh, it's, it's a common theme in, in most religions, right? And so the, the song uh, I can by Nas. I don't know if I pay attention to it. Yeah. It talks about like uh, the history going back to Egypt, how they're African-Americans yeah. mm. and yeah. how the British came in and basically came and stole yeah. their gold. And yeah. then the gold turned into really uh, the central banking system. Yeah. Right. With the Rockefellers and yeah. uh, Rothschilds and all these elite wealthy people, but it comes back all the way to the Egyptian time mm-hmm. from my understanding, the Bible started shortly after okay. uh, the writings shortly after the Egyptian time. Right. So I could have completely potentially butchered that by the way. So if you want to go ahead and just burn me in the, the comments below, <laughs> I'll respond. <laughs> so bring it on. Uh, but that's what most people don't know. It's information, information, land and law.
0: Yeah. Very true. I think that all history should be taught. I don't think anyone's history should be blocked. Every all history should be taught, man. It really so, should.
2: Marcus, you got to share. What are some things people don't know? I don't know if you want your viewers want to want to hear. A hillbilly about that? white guy like me not know about African Americans.
0: We've done a lot, um, and I'm not going to go into the, 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 the depth I don't want to lose your audience about this. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just say that there's a lot of history that's been been uh, shielded, um, blocked from, you know, from, from America in general, man, it really has. And it's just, it's one of those things where I'm still learning as I go as well. I'm like, man, I had no idea, you know, and it made me really, it really, it made me really think back like, man, that is, that's true power. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to have the ability to decide what can be taught. I mean, think about it years ago. I mean, it's you the Rockefellers,
2: have, right? That created the education system, the Rockefellers. Oh, really? Yeah. i think I'm not they, sure. I, don't I think the Rockefellers created the. Uh, the education system that we have to follow. So mm-hmm. it's, it's coming mm-hmm. back to information. Okay. Uh, so
0: it's a, uh, I'm still learning as I go daily, man. And um, I actually got on myself, like how oh, this information is out here mm-hmm. and I haven't even heard about this, this, and this. I'm like, man, I'm still tell learning. Tell
2: me the this, this, and
0: this. I'll oh. tell you Ab, when we're done here. <laughs> I don't want to mm-hmm. lose your audience on this, but I, I will say this um, again, I believe that all history should be taught mm-hmm. for sure. All history. Mm-hmm not just African-American history, all history should be taught. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be our decision, you know, to be, you know, to share and learn from that, that, that. The goal in history is to learn from and exactly. not do it again. Exactly. And it seems like in today's world, we're so quick to, you know, want to brush things under rugs or they throw a diversion at you where, you know, they want to bring in politics. Well, the left did this. If you ignore all the politics and just have a conversation, a lot of folks don't want to do that They're, because they have no identity. Their identity is, you know, what's red or blue. Mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just all a diversion man so mm-hmm. if you can get the powers that be into a, a room and just ignore all politics and have a, a conversation hell smoke a bowl and let's talk about this shit imagine all the stuff we could get done man we're too divided
2: yeah and I think white males are clearly the leaders and uh, the best so you know I lose a little bit of audience sorry I'm just joking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm by myself in this room by the way so it's a joke <laughs> Uh, but you're right, right? It's it's uh, it's control, and humans have amnesia, yeah. right? Like we know exactly how the pyramids were built, Ex- yeah. At some point, at some be right, right, right. Then that information got controlled, got manipulated, and uh, once you realize that, you know, and you can also see signs, right? Like you know the the culture of of black people and African Americans, and how there's a track record of Uh, people that have my skin color that will come in and monetize it that will control it. Right. And, and, but I will say though, like that also can be in a sense like kind of quote unquote good where it's like, well, Hey, we can turn this into a business and you know uh, you, you win, I win. but Mm -hmm. then over time greed comes in and Mm -hmm. the contracts start uh, getting controlled and then when you wake up, you go, holy shit. Yeah, when you wake up, exactly. Wait, the to own my music is called masters? Right, exactly. Right, And, exactly. and when yeah. you start to understand communication and words, yep. and it's almost like a spell, it's almost uh, a form of manipulation and brainwashing mm-hmm. and subconscious reprogramming to be, I own my masters. Mm, wait, well, bad. The devil, Lucifer, was an artist. So how do we manipulate people through frequency, of vibration and music? An 808 that. beat, you know, you feel anxious when you listen to a song versus relaxed, mm-hmm. right? It gets real deep real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's what I've woken up to. I'm like, it's all right in front of you.
0: It really is. It's really just a matter. Of, I just wish I was, we, we, we don't control, we can control, but when it comes to just keep it simple, man, just treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Um, if you, if somebody's a jerk, that's their choice. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to let somebody get me riled up or some words they may say, or somebody could call me something really ignorant. You know, if you want to call me some names from across the way, whatever. I don't know you. I'm not triggered by that. Uh,
2: like if someone drops the N word? Oh, yes. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, man.
0: No, no, no. no. For, for the record, don't get comfortable now. And just, you know, just, yeah. there's a just level of respect, but yeah. I'm not into the type of person that's just going to get wired up and fired up and just want to fight somebody. For a At the end of the day, they're the one with the issue. Not okay. me.
2: Do I have a pass? I did not bother me any. I'm joking. It doesn't Try bother me. It's it, people. Don't, Come on, relax.
0: I just think that my, um, my energy is just, I'm just, I've leveled up so much mentally yeah. that I'm not going to allow myself to be bothered by some words. Because if I cuss you out in Portuguese, you wouldn't know what I'm saying. You wouldn't be offended by it.
2: Yeah. Oh, that kind of sounds cool. Yeah. You know so? Brenda will say like something to her mom and I'm like, oh, I like that word. You know, you're you're walking around saying spoon. <laughs> yeah
0: it's just one of those things I mean, where a lot of folks are a lot of folks are very um they want to be hypersensitive to things and you know then put the phones out and, and be on social media and all that stuff man it's just you just have to just really kind of just take a step back and like you said once you once you become a, awake and see all the, the characters and then and the chess pieces and so forth you're like ah, i'm not gonna react this way towards that it's just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna participate
2: yeah. It's like, you don't need to burn a bridge. You can just leave them unattended. Right. And, yeah, uh, that's why I love doing a show. Cause like, we're going to look back on this and we're gonna be like, why did I wear that? Why did I look this way? Why did I say <laughs> this? Why did not ask that question? And that's the, uh, that's the beauty of it is like, it's a little uncomfortable. I'm gonna say some crazy shit and look back and be like, Ooh, should have said that. Or maybe I should have, maybe I should have been more assertive. Sure. So,
0: yeah. That's why it comes down to uh, the company that you keep. Yeah. You know, it really does. Like, I mean, our, the, the good friends that we do have including yourself as well, we, we make sure we surround ourselves with people that are, that are doing something, you know, genuine good people. that want to see other people win. Yeah. I have no time for the noise in the background of people chirping in the back.
2: Yeah. And a lot of people will see something happen and they'll uh, not understand like innocent till proven guilty, mm-hmm. but also even if they are, guilty and or they did something wrong to this person over here. Well, they treated me like this. So like I, until you give me a reason, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. what's up.
0: Right. Exactly. Right, so, yeah. What's the old saying? Uh, even sugar looks like salt. Be careful. Who you trust. So, yeah, oh, you know, so yeah. keep a tight circle, man.
2: Ooh, I like that. That's, that's for sure. Storm, what do you got to say? <laughs> you got something to say?
0: I don't know. I'm
1: just taking it all in right now. Yeah, we're talking about some good stuff
0: these are the conversations we have a lot just yeah. at the house. We do oh, talk yeah. about
1: a lot of this kind of
0: stuff. Oh yeah,
1: man. Being emotionally triggered and yeah. um, yeah, that's something that I've learned to continue to work on. Yeah. I feel like we all could work on that at some mm-hmm. point Um, is, you know, just not, not everything requires a response. Exactly. I guess. Exactly. And um, you know, just the, the older I get, the more I realize it just, you know, take a step back, take a breath, yeah, and you know, formulate my thoughts before I speak. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes
0: yep. that's always huge. And and don't put folks in the, everyone in the same bucket. Yeah, you know, because there's just different there, there's different groups of folks. Mm-hmm. And um, we talk about this a lot, though, too, man. Like, yeah. I'm sure you've heard this before. Like when you watch the news and you see all this stuff about you know teens um, doing this and looting in stores and all that stuff. We know what the, we know the message what they're trying to pull. At the end of the day, man, you have bad people and you have good people. Mm. So you can't say, you know, like, Oh, well, you know, more Brown people have, you know, steal more than, you know, non Brown people. That's just all just stuff to keep people on edge. You, know, you have good people, and you have bad people. That's what it comes down to, man. Yeah.
2: yeah. And if you do see like more crime from, uh, Brown people, or African Americans, why, why is that? Like, what do you think is the, the, the issue of like more violence of, because personally, I think it's like just the household. I think it's, oh, yeah. I think it's male, female. I think it's most of those households that are troublemaker uh, type people. Starts from the home. It's it's not having like a father figure.
0: Absolutely. And that was designed in the beginning to break up the family. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have a- uh, No, it
2: wasn't. How was it designed?
0: Huh, I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was um, structured sure. design that way. So I'll just say that just treat people, mm-hmm. don't judge a book by its cover. You know, obviously, you know, we, you don't hang around with certain people. Like I'll tell you right now, I don't go to hip hop spots and I love hip hop, mm. but in today's today's music hip hop, mm. I would never go to one of their concerts. because most likely something stupid's gonna happen. Mm. Cause you know, it's just, it's that that young 21, 20 year old hip hop um, group that just, it's just shoot them up, click, click, clack and all that stuff, man. Just, I don't be around it. I don't be around it, man.
2: What do you guys do? What do you guys do for fun? Because we, we struggle with that as well. It's like just going to go grab a bite to eat at town hall or oh, yeah, going to the movie theater, going yeah. to do anything. You're like, dude, am I going to get shot?
0: <laughs> Not around there. I, <laughs> I will say that. I mean, obviously you can't have, you know, fate is fate. But I, I we don't go to spots where I'm. Where we're getting mean mugged. Let's just say that. Mm. Like you're getting a funny vibe, mean mug. You're in the wrong spot. I want to go to spots where, like, town hall, great food, great great audience, um, uh, Mandrake, awesome crowd, and so forth. I don't want to be around any type of crowd where, you know, where folks are looking angry. Because let's just face it, man. Uh, broke people, they're going to cause—most of the time, broke people are causing problems. Yeah. You know, folks that are really, you know, chill and, and well off, they don't look for any headaches, man.
2: Very rare. They got something to lose. Yeah, they're very rare. Yeah.
0: So we avoid any places like that, man. And plus, when we go to Miami and kick it— we only go to the best spots, man. Yeah. yeah we wanna go have a good time.
2: What do you guys like to do in Miami? Ooh, eat. Eat. Yeah, we yeah. eat a lot of food. Oh. Uh, you guys struggle with food at all? Uh in terms of like being so strict with it and then like overindulging in like that whole that whole game. <laughs> oh do we?
0: <laughs> well <laughs>
2: this guy does.
0: Uh, do- Tell us, tell us now, tell us, tell us.
1: Um, how about when we went to Jamaica after last year's Olympia? He gained. I think this man gained twenty pounds in about five days. Oh. There's a reason. It's all inclusive. Yeah. No one was forcing that food in your mouth. I don't want to waste the money. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, endless filets, steaks, cookies, yep. everything. They knew us just by just I'd walk in there and go, coming right up. It yeah. doubles everything.
2: Oh man. Yep.
0: Yeah, I gained about 20, 30 pounds in a couple of days.
2: What should you do after prep to make sure that you don't get burnout, that you don't, uh, you know, because I believe that life and things are like a frequency, right? Like you come off stage, you look the best that you've ever looked Mm -hmm. and you're proud. And it's like winning the Super Bowl. It's, it's, you know, peak moment, right? How do you avoid that peak downfall? What are some things that you guys have done to avoid that?
1: Have to have a plan, yeah, have to have a plan. So, usually, and for most competitors, they we recommend a reverse diet, even not necessarily someone that's getting ready for a bodybuilding show. But if you've been dieting or in a deficit for a long, extended period of time, um, this is where some people can get it. And like, there's a lot of chronic dieters, mm-hmm. not even competitors, just people, yeah. you know, especially women, I feel like are notorious for this, just like being on that 800 calorie you know, two hours of cardio a day diet and then wondering why their body is just being stagnant because you're not fueling it with anything. So, you know, if you're, if you've dieted for a long, long period of time, you got to essentially reverse diet back out of it. And it needs to be a slow methodical approach, especially when you're just coming off stage, you're depleted, you're extremely lean. um, Your body is at a, in a very fragile state. Mm -hmm. And it can be very likely to put on a lot of excess fat if you start going overboard with the food. So, Absolutely. you know, we usually up the, increase the calories, you know, a good bit initially. And then from there, but still not fully like where you
2: would expect that person to be. Well, do you bump then, it up at like 20%? Yeah, maybe about so 20, like 30%. calories for easy numbers for me, like. 1,200 calories. Yeah. And then maybe do that for a week or two, kind of see what the weight does. See what the body does, see what yeah. the body response. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: And then weekly, you know, slowly increase food and, and yeah. slowly get your body acclimated. Keep the water high. Um, keep the water high. And yeah, that's super important because, um, you know, a lot of metabolic adaptations happen when you're dieting, you know, your hunger hormones change. Um you know, other hormones in your body change and stuff like that. And, and so you have to be mindful of it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's a very stepwise approach. Um, but that's why some people, you know, competitors, they do, I've seen competitors where they do one show and they don't have that plan in place. They don't reverse diet. They gain 40, 50 pounds. And then they have a terrible experience with bodybuilding and they have this poor outlook on bodybuilding. And it wasn't inherently bodybuilding that did that. Mm-hmm. It was just, you, you didn't set yourself up for success. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. could have been this great experience for you and this learning process, but you know, unfortunately there's a little, there's a lot of coaches out there. We've had clients that come to us after being coached by other coaches mm-hmm. and you know, their coaches just throw them to the wolves after a show, which right. is
2: really sad. Um, I bet your clients too, when they start seeing results and like, that's the best thing ever, man. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it can be a little scary because they can start manipulating you to say like, Oh no, I can, you know, let's, let's diet a little bit more. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they're burnt out. Right. So have you guys battled with that where, Um, uh, you know, they're 16 weeks out and they start to see some results and, and they're like, well, no, I'm going to do a little bit more cardio and I'm going to do a little bit less calories. And you're like, yeah, like if that's
0: we, haven't, we haven't come across too many um, uh, lifestyle athletes like that. They, yeah. I think they, they trust us enough where they're going to listen to our, to our guidance and they get, you know, overwhelming support. So we haven't had that issue. I think where um, some, some folks struggle in the beginning is understanding that they have to eat more food. If mm-hmm. a lot of folks battle with that, they, well, if I eat more food, I'm going, I'm going to gain more weight. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's yeah. not going to have Just trust yeah. the process and, allow time, let your body, you know, learn to process the new, new, new calories and just stick with it. I promise, you know, you'll see the results. And that's 99% of the time. That's what happens. They start yeah. seeing the results. Oh crap. I mean, this much food yeah. I'm actually losing weight. Right. Yeah. You know, right. And they're
1: like, okay, let's that, do this. And another big thing is um, just setting realistic expectations for them.
2: Mm. And you I'm, the jump.
1: we're finding that, um, across the board, whether they're competitors, lifestyle clients, most people come into this thinking that it's probably going to take about a third, maybe a fourth of the time to reach their goals than it actually will, yeah. um, maybe even less. Um, so that's something that I'm we're noticing with clients, just making them realize like, you know, you've been at this diet for all of three weeks. You're probably not going to see a huge change after three weeks. Take maybe months, and then you'll start seeing. And yeah. so, a lot of it is just communication.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, overarching yeah, yeah. theme here: communicating
1: yeah. with the client and and setting realistic expectations. And this is how this process works. And we're also not doing any sort of crash diet. Right. Like we want these to be sustainable changes for you. So it may take a little bit longer to get there, but once you do, it's going to be a lot more sustainable, a lot more enjoyable, and everyone's going to win.
2: I believe this resonated from a podcast where Andy Frasella created 75 Day Hard, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think he was just talking to uh, the guest and or the host. And he was like, I guarantee you that people can't for 75 days do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Whether that was very Mini solid uh, marketing or, you know, maybe he decided to like do that. that. From my understanding, it was just like a a, a bold statement he made. But what I'm curious about, I was thinking about this when I was getting prepped for this show mm-hmm. for you guys was, I'm curious how many of those people, which by the way, Andy, I think is phenomenal. I think like having challenges, 30 day challenge, 75 day challenge, a date on the calendar. You have to have a date on the calendar, but how many of those people reverse back mm-hmm. after the 75 days? I'm curious on that.
0: Yeah, I think it's based on the person.
2: You think you know, it's, you think yeah. it's quite a bit of people that went back to a, a worse lifestyle and or back to where um, they were?
0: That's a good one, man. I think it's based on the person really. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where if you see success in something you want to keep, you, you think you want to keep striving for, yeah. um, I would never want to go backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe some folks might have fallen off the wheel based on their everyday something, maybe some type of tragedy is happening and caused them to go backwards. But it's like, when you drive a Ferrari, it's hard to go back to, you know, like a, I don't know. Honda. A a Honda four-cylinder. So I'd be be curious to see what that number is, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you guys like those kind of challenges that you see people put out, like abs in four weeks, 75-day hard? I got to be
1: honest, I don't. Uh, Yeah. I don't. Like these 30-day challenges, 60-day challenges, summer shred programs. Mm -hmm. Personally, I...
0: (sighs) Temporary stuff. I'm not a fan. Yeah, of. That, exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm not, the only reason I'm not a fan of them because, in my eyes, I feel like people go into it with the mindset like, okay, I'm just going to do this for 60 exactly. days, or I'm just going to do this for yeah. this period of time. Versus, we're coach, we're we're coaches for to set you up for life, right. you know, right. not yeah. just some challenge or not just one wedding you want to look good in a dress for. Exactly. Or, sure. exactly. Like, we want people just to be prepared for the rest of their lives. So that's the only reason I don't like them, but I can see why they're, they're helpful. Yeah. They're helpful for people. Yeah. Um, Cause people are very goal oriented. Yeah. So if you have a date or something you're working towards, it gives you a little bit more oomph to, mm-hmm. you know, do it. Um, so I like that aspect. Um, but yeah, yeah, overall, I'm just it's like I'm a marathon, fan. right?
2: Like I'm biased on running, like I said. So, you know, if you've never ran a, a 5K, you know, three miles, 3.1 miles. And you're like, I'm going to run a marathon. It's like, yeah, yeah. Why are you doing that for? Or like, hey, yeah, maybe go run a marathon. And, you know, it, it sparks something in you, yeah. right? And you're like, yeah, I like this running thing. But the wedding, that's an interesting mm-hmm. one. I've seen it. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to my girl, Brenda. Keeping her exclusive on the show. We're we're uh, <laughs> engaged now. But- yeah, Congrats, man. Yeah. Thanks. Bro. Yeah. I congrats.
0: It. Congrats.
2: Yeah. The ups and downs, man. Like our first four years of our relationship, like, uh, probably a little bit of a bad thing to share, ma- manipulative comment I would make to her, but it is what it is. I would be like, yeah, you need to go through like a real test with me, because to be honest, ever since she's known me, like life is good. Take care of things. Make money. Like I'm a good dude. Look at me. I mean, shit. Full package. That's right, baby. <laughs> taller than I appear on camera (laughs) but then be careful what you wish for because I've had some some life shit go down and there was moments where I'm like I can't share this with her about the stuff I'm dealing with and then I do and she's like all right what do we need to do and I'm like oh shit you're the one exactly but most people they have like a little bit of bad they're out of there
0: right or it's all
2: good then they get married and then when a little bit of bad hits they're Animosities built up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been a really cool experience. Is like, oh yeah, nothing else matters other than you and I. And if people want to come in our life, awesome. Mm-hmm. But these are our standards. This is what we live by. Yeah.
0: It's important to go through that though. If Always. you're looking to build a, a life with someone, mm-hmm. it's got to be a lot of um, bumps in the roads. Some some of this right here because you, oh, you yeah. grow better. Because at the end of yeah. the day, though whatever situation you're in, it's not permanent. Yeah. You know, you just make the choice to stay in that situation, but it's not permanent. So, I mean, for us, I'm glad we took our time to grow together and so forth. And, you know, there was times where I was transitioning through jobs years ago where I didn't have any money and she held the fort down, man, straight up. Yeah. You know, so we, we grind through that, man. So I, I, to this day, I still respect her for that, man, where I was going through some shit. Yeah. You know, and she, she held it down, man. And so
2: sugar mama, let's go.
0: Hey, (laughs) Just yeah, right? we were in a small apartment, you know, yeah. learning each other, and you know, sorting my money's man for like you know groceries you know. and rent and all that stuff, man. Yeah. When you grow through that, that real, real world life shit, yeah, man. it's well, cool you is learn. the
2: other people too, yeah. right? Because I want to talk a little bit as we as we wrap it up, not to be rude, but yeah, um, the one thing I've noticed as well is the uh, the other people. You're like, yo, we got this. But if you got to start selling some things, you got to go from the Ferrari to the Honda. Mm-hmm. People are watching. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's yeah. like when you post something, you got 500 likes. But when you share it on your store, you got a thousand views. Where the fuck were you? 500. There's a, there's people watching. Oh yeah. Oh not, yeah, man. They're yeah. not interacting. Oh, that's a good point. Right. And or they're interacting the most. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: People love to see you win till you start winning, man. That's for damn sure.
2: And or they love to see you lose. They, they're waiting. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people waiting.
0: Waiting in the kunj, kunj waiting to fall.
2: Just, yeah. You can do good, just not better than me. Right, exactly. exactly.
0: And you start doing good, then they start, they wanna start um, nitpicking and dropping little comments. Mm-hmm. We see all the time on social media, it's like, really? You're making a comment about something like this? It's like, yeah. man, yeah. come
1: on. Or come just, on. yeah, like you said, the people that are always watching always watching but never liking never commenting yeah. ne- never even messaging us yeah there's a lot of people that watch what we do and we notice
2: it's weird right and like yeah, why the fuck do i do we care you know too yeah. it's a weird thing yeah because i've been i've been in the shadows you know because what's in the shadow ultimately will come to light right and so mm-hmm. i'm like i'm watching I'm, mm-hmm. like I'm protecting my energy and space more than ever with Absolutely. every person. Yeah, you have and to. it's not for them. It's for me. Yeah. And ultimately it's in their best interest as well, but man, it's weird. And it's like, <laughs> why do I even care? Right. You know, I'm yeah. like, I knew this about you, but it's kind of like addicting to be like, <laughs> let me confirm I'm right again. Oh, yep. I'm right again. It's a yeah. weird thing. That's why I think social media can actually be very good. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah there's just like can, a lot of good, good things to social media. And obviously there's some, Goofy stuff happens with it, but at the end of the day, man, um, I don't know we can wrap this up, but it's about choice. Mm-hmm. You know whether you wake up to be positive in the morning mm-hmm. or you wake up to be a jerk and doing a jerk, so it's about choices. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. I choose to be positive, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Choice we mindset.
0: Choose. Yep, we yeah. choose to be positive, so. You, so you can choose is. what you think about, that's yeah. for sure. Mind's a powerful place.
1: It really is. And you can completely shift the way
2: you see something.
1: Just by changing your mindset around it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. completely, yeah. you know, it can change your attitude, change your whole way of being. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people that just get so caught up in just like having this chip on their shoulder. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. Like I choose to and be just happy. being
1: angry at the world, and you know, you can do that, or you can take that chip and you can, you know, become a better person because of it you know, or you can just carry around a really big burden for the
2: rest of your life. Like I know what I'd rather do. And most people don't like, if you think people are thinking about you or talking about you, it's, I mean, it could, it could be the case, (laughs) but it it may not be as much as you actually think. Exactly. So that's where the mind is a Mm -hmm. interesting playground to run around in is, is uh, that chip on your shoulder, right? That like internal fire in your stomach and that flame can keep your house warm. Yeah. You can yeah. also burn that motherfucker down though yeah. too. Wick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm learning that. Like I grew up a really like angry victim kid just based on life circumstances. Now I'm like, Oh, we can use it's that short permit. man syndrome in a different way. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, but uh last thing I want to ask you guys, the shows all for nothing. What are you guys doing to ensure that you're not doing this all for
0: nothing? <laughs> You might have to cut this part out. I can't hold my piss anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like, yeah, we got to wrap this shit up. We got to wrap this up. Oh, my God. This is the real side oh. of the podcast. Oh, man. That's hilarious. What's, what's something that people don't know about you? Are we still rolling, by the way? Okay. Oh okay. No, Look look at my phone here. Sorry. People don't know about me? Yeah. What's something they don't know about you?
1: Hmm. I would say... I am. He's hydrated. I'm consider. Oh wow, he is hydrated. Good job, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in the plan. All in the plan. Yes. Three and a half weeks. We got results. We're almost there. Um, I don't know. I guess I would. I consider myself an introverted extrovert. Mm. You know, I'm a very observant person, Mm -hmm. but I am. One, not always of many words, but just know that I'm always thinking I'm and always observing watching.
2: and <laughs> yeah. Yes. You, you're yeah. It's nurse practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that like, it's a special breed. Yeah. You guys are a special breed where yeah. my fun, like the, you probably have very high, uh, is it EQ, like emotional intelligence, self-awareness? Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I think so. well, that's what I observe about you. Okay. What do you observe about me? Who's a, (laughs) but like (laughs) one one thing that's funny is, uh, that I've recognized about you is I notice that you're kind of like always watching and you got that like alpha in you, but yet in like a powerful mind way. Yeah. hence why an alpha male, like Marcus is attracted to you and at least my opinion, but like when we saw each other at spark society, the gym, shout out to Aaron, someone was like talking to you. And I kept going and going and going. And I was like, yo, what's up, guys? Well, this is like your guys' work, you know? Yeah. It's having that, like, self-awareness. Like, hey, yo, what's up? Give a hug. How are you? Yeah. Talk a little bit. But then I'm like, oh, wait, hold up. Like, I can feel this thing, right? Like, get back to your workout. See you later. <laughs> Nothing to talk about. And this this person, he kept talking to you, talking to you, talking. I'm like. I know. Yeah, who was self-awareness? it? self-awareness. What's going on? I
1: know. Some people at the gym, they just don't get it. Yeah. I know. I'm better right now because I'm like in off season mode. Yeah. But oh man, he's much better at at being social in the gym. But like if you get me and I'm in prep, like I'm just telling you right now, sorry in advance because yeah. I'm like tunnel vision.
2: <laughs> Cause you guys connect and network with everyone and 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 I do we say we're gonna cut the show, but fucking here we are, keep going. Uh but one thing that you guys are doing and a part of is community, Mm -hmm. culture and communities, everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And outside of getting coaches, you know, coaching to change your lifestyle and reach your goals and everything you guys do. I think that's extremely valuable with what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. Also kind of a double-edged sword. Do you guys feel any type of like weird obligation when literally everyone knows you guys in the gym? It's gotta be a little annoying, right? Like, yo, I'm trying to work out.
0: I don't think so because uh, people were very respectful. I mean, I may ask you a question about, you know, workout tip or something like that, but yeah. um, I don't think so. I mean, it's usually a really quick conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never like, you know, mean to folks in the gym or anything like that. No. Now there's some people I just don't even vibe with. I just, eh, how you doing? Yeah, Keep it moving. But I mean,
1: we, you know. we read people's <laughs> <laughs> energies a lot. I'll be honest. Yeah. Especially some, some women in the gym. They can be that? a bit standoffish. Mm. Um, so, you know, I try, I've learned over time because I used to be that girl too, in the gym where I was like, just so into my workout and not smiling. And, you know, I probably looked like a total bitch and people probably thought I was. And so I've just learned over time, like, you know, a smile goes a long way, you know, just passing someone and, you know, a little nod and a smile. Yeah, It just completely changes your demeanor, changes their idea of you. Not saying that you have to smile for people to like you. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, don't be surprised if you walk into the gym looking mean that no one talks to you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, yeah. so and most communication is nonverbal.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very much so. Very with true. the
2: guys, it's always like, Hey, are you using this? Yeah. But bro, you can work in with me. Yeah. And if a dude doesn't say that to me, I'm like, chill out, dude. Yeah. yeah we yeah, can dude. work in, do the same thing. It's it all going to be okay. I you
0: know. like catching people off guard. You're know, like in a, a grocery store or a retail store. Mm-hmm. And they're looking down at their phone morning. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Yep. Oh, how you doing? Actually, yep. You know, people. You can see people walking up, and they pretend like they're too busy to even say hi. Yeah. I catch them all the time with that. Hey, how's
2: it going? Or in the elevator? Yeah. Yeah, yeah hey, we there. all know that. Yeah, come on. That thing yeah. don't work in the elevator. Yeah, come on. So yeah. we're all like staring at the ground. We'd be like, we could say hi to each other. Exactly. we yep. gonna be okay.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, yo, this was fun. It was. Enjoy, man.
2: Well, Appreciate wow. it. You Guys are the first to come back. the Second time. Appreciate, we'll it, man. Again and again and again and Let's again. Thank you for having Let's us. always, Appreciate it. I'm always learning something from you guys and. Uh, and positivity, and just you get to choose what you think, right? So, absolutely,
0: it's all about choice, man. Uh,
2: appreciate you guys making this happen. Absolutely we appreciate, appreciate being you. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys in the next show. Peace.